Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of the Potter's House in Virginia Beach. church with a worldwide vision for winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. We're a Pentecostal church affiliated with the Christian Fellowship Ministries. We hope you enjoy today's sermon. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And so uh, uh, how does your brain work? Let's just kind of kick in gear here for a minute. That's a scripture. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If I could see how you think today, I can predict who you'll be and what you'll be tomorrow. So how does the brain work? Someone tell me. How does the brain work? Anybody? Mine's clicking. Kevin. Your brain works as has these neurotransmitters in your brain which sends out electric, electronic signals to other parts of the brain which in, which tell your body what, what things you t- think and what they do. Okay. Someone else add to that. Yes. Okay. Left side, analytical. Left side of your brain is analytical, rational, reasoning, logical. And then the right side is the uh, side that's run by emotions and by images. Okay. Right side, emotions, feeling, images. And so, uh, uh, how does that compute out in the hour in which we live? Anybody? Mind engaged. How does, how does that compute out? What's, what's different, they say, and I, I'm not even talking Bible now. I'm talking neuroscience and et cetera. Uh, uh, why do they say people think and behave and act different today than they did, say, uh, the 1950s? John, pardon? It's based on what they see now, what they take in, who speaks to them. It's all different culture. Okay, and so the logical side, if you read, the logical side of your mind, the left side is developed. uh, Because you have to, when you read something, the letters look like nothing that they're describing. So you have to transpose the letters into thoughts, images, etc. The problem with the visual media, the media, MTV, it's unending, the movies, Hollywood, um, the right side of the brain now, a lot of you were raised on television was your babysitter. The problem with that is the right side of your brain took dominance, the emotional imagery side. And so what happens now is you don't think about consequences. You don't think rationally. You don't think, well, if I do this, how's it going to turn out? It's all by feeling and emotion. It's what I feel. I've had people stand in my office, and and I I read them the Bible. This is what God says. And they say, Pastor, I don't care. This is what I feel. It's like what they feel has took precedence over truth, the Bible, 
uh, rationale, logic, um, and that causes major, major problems. So we've worked through a number of things. And so what happens in your brain is uh, you're born with a clean slate. Nobody's born prejudiced. Uh, uh, you're born with a clean slate. And your family, uh, people love you or they reject you. Pain, sorrow, grief, all these things begin to register in your mind. And how you process these things now becomes who you are, as a man thinketh. In other words, it wasn't just what happened to you, it was the meaning you gave to it. And so what happens is, is you begin to develop ways of thinking or responding to life. Uh, this they have a fit. the neurons in your brain. You got trillions of them. They begin. They have tentacles. These tentacles, electricity begins to arc, and they begin to weld together. And the more you do something, the more you think a certain way, the more you act a certain way. These uh, tentacles weld together and create a path in your brain. This path becomes wider, deeper, and longer the more you continue to think this way. And so after what happens, you have mental habits. This is how you respond. You you get an attitude. They call it attitude, a lot of things. Uh, Or it can be good. You respond. The Bible says if there be any good things, think on these things. The Bible talks about forgiveness, a lot of things. But if you're not careful, sin... And your past is dictating how you live today. You can be converted, born again, and yet when it comes to crisis, when it comes to people, you behave and think like you did before you were saved because your mind didn't get saved. You got saved. You got delivered. God did powerful things. Maybe immediately delivered you from crack cocaine, pornography. We could, uh, unending. But your mind has to be renewed. Be not conformed to this world, the Apostle Paul said, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, the problem is sin affected how you think. That's the nature of sin. You grew up, your culture, your family, how your family thought, the society we live in, what you watched, the people you hung out with, what you listen to, all of this created how you think. And if you're not careful, your past now dictates your presence. Even though you're saved, you can be born again, but your past, your thinking, is dictating your presence. So let's stop and let's pull the media for just a moment. Most of you no doubt have heard what happened in Aurora, Colorado. This guy, James Holmes, uh, went in, um, uh, automatic weapon, uh, several weapons, handguns, 12 dead, 58 injured. He was, uh, uh, they said, brilliant. Uh, some of the statements uh, they made about him uh, uh, was he was brilliant young man with incredible potential. He was in, uh, involved in the study of neuroscience and uh, mental disorders. And so here's this young man, 24 years old, already had a degree from California, going to, uh, going to Colorado, advanced studies, um, uh, brilliant, they say. Uh, he, uh, one of the uh, scienti- uh, studies he did while he was in college was uh, 
uh, the strength of a butter uh, of a hummingbird's wings, uh, the one bird that can fly backwards if you've ever seen them, and all kind of stuff. So how did this happen? Well, let's let's. How did this happen? How did this young man, 24 years old, whole life ahead of him, uh, pretty much through his studies, uh, they say was brilliant, filled with potential. How could he, no record, he'd got, I think, a speeding ticket or some kind. No record, both parents. So how could this happen? How could he go into a theater? One child was six years old. And uh, uh, what is it, 12, 13 dead, 58 injured. I've heard different reports. How could he do that? Anybody, any thoughts? And, and, and I understand none of us live in his brain. Uh, we can't, but, but how did this happen? How, how, how can you, uh, how, I mean, to look at him, no record in the past. He's not been raised in foster homes and all kinds of abuse and all, you know, none of that. He's not on drugs. He's not out of his mind on crystal or something. He's, uh, uh, he's, uh, 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 they say brilliant, the words they use, young man filled with potential. Studying neuroscience, that's what this class is about, the science of the brain and mental disorders. Reuben, you had your hand up, and then Fred. Uh, well, I don't know. My guess, I mean, I'm not a doctor or analyst, but sometimes people put, like you were just describing him right now, you know, genius, potential, all this pressure they put on him. You know, you never know. He can't handle it or whatnot. And one but, I mean, that's next. a pretty big jump. <laughs> some people I mean, can't handle pressure, you know yeah, what I mean? Some people I, can't I handle mean, all that. I mean, I'm just Yeah, but thinking. why? I mean, the whole, uh, this whole... Uh, Whole world's filled with pressure. Um, uh, but I mean, in the go ahead, Fred. I can't help but think that it may have been something that was deep down and rooted that he never dealt with, that he never uh, allowed any outside influence to deal with. Uh, you know, even myself, I'll take for example. Um, Growing up in the jungle that I call it, and I call it a jungle for a reason, kill or be killed, there were things that were still in me that if it wasn't for Christ, if it wasn't for something positive or a desire that I may have had to want change, you know, who knows? I I may have slipped so far that one day just snapped by any reason that may have come or confronted me or brought me to a place where I just all of a sudden just let everything go and went the wrong direction. Okay. They said he, they said for at least uh, four, Alicia, and then we'll move on through, uh, for at least four months at least, he's ordering uh, 6,000 rounds of ammunition. And so, in other words, uh, uh, this is going on up here long before it happened. As a man thinketh, so is he. And so he's, uh, he's planning this. He's processing it. His apartment was uh, heavily uh, booby-trapped, so to speak. And so, uh, uh, and so the question is, we're talking, of course, we've been doing this study on the mime. Uh, this guy, James Holmes, how could he do this? Is, those of you that are coming in, 24 years old, they say he was brilliant, uh, studying neuroscience and mental disorder, uh, full of potential, goes in, 
and 12 dead, 58 injured. Asian. It was said that he copied a lot of the um, the movie, the, the movie, the, the premiere, the Batman movie. He copied a lot of the things that happened in the movie. And to me, it seemed like that the images that he saw had more of an influence over him than all the wisdom that he had, the knowledge that he had. To, to me, it wasn't wisdom, it was knowledge that he had. Okay. So it was like the images that he saw had more of an influence on him to act upon whatever was, yeah. was, uh, yeah, that, what was that, going on with them. That's absolutely true. We're going to deal with a session with um, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts himself against the knowledge of God. Um, you heard the sermon I preached probably. You will become what you watch. You will become what you watch. And so no doubt that's there. I'm just trying to move on up. Uh, Alex? Um, from reading it, Pastor, what I think, too, is um, somewhere in his mind, he couldn't distinct between reality and what's, what's just in the, in, um, in the fanciful world. If you looked at how he did it, how he went in with, with, the, um, with the smoke grenades, I believe, with the mask on and everything, and just shot up the whole place. And then in the end, he didn't even kill himself. So there was, like, no remorse for it or no type of action. He just turned himself in. So it's just like just no, no, no distinctive reality there. Okay, uh, he's uh, a fantasy, and he's removed himself from reality. No doubt that's true, and and we're we're going to talk about that. Uh, uh, Jason and Barbara, and um, I can't. Uh, hug Basically, him. he he just opened his mind to to violent thoughts, to to things that. Uh, he probably within himself couldn't see himself doing, but the more you think about doing something and the more you plan it, then it becomes your character and it becomes who you are. Okay, the Bible says, gird up the loins of your mind. Uh, harness your mind. And you've heard me say before, you don't have to think things. That's a lie from hell. Two lies from hell. Well, if I think it, I'm not, it doesn't mean I'm going to do it. Or if I'm thinking it, it's not bad. Uh, uh, and the other other thing is, is we think, well, I, I I didn't have any control, but you do. See, most of you, you're not thinking about eating dog doo doo for lunch. Why don't you think that? Why don't you? Everybody now think, wow, because you have a choice. You don't have to think about lust and perversion and nasty and crazy and, but but this is a common mistake that I have no control. And I understand there's a lot of personality, a lot of things happening. Uh, working my way back. Barbara, Hugga, uh, George, Dave. Well, kind of, kind of what Jason said too, but I think what he did is he gave his whole inner being, his thoughts, his heart and everything, because he was calling himself the Batman. He was calling himself <laughs> this character. And I don't know if it's true or not, but I had heard that the person that played this um, character before, that the original person who played, I think it was Jack Nicholson who played the Joker or whatever it was, and he warned me, he says, be careful because you become, be careful how you play that part because it can, it can get a hold of you. And I think he just got so obsessed with this, this thing and he gave his whole inner being to this okay. demonic. Okay, um, no, doubt, no doubt that's true. Uh, Colleen? I, I thought it was interesting too because when he came out of the theater, he didn't fight the cops. He just laid down and, you know, surrendered. They said he always had a smile. Go ahead, hug him. Oh, kind of came to my mind was uh, video games. A, a lot of it, you know, the, I mean, 
like a lot of these uh, new video games are really violent to where you wear a gas mask, you purchase these different things, and I had to really... So does that affect you? Whether it's video games, uh, uh, movies, uh, whatever. I'm at, does, does that affect how you relate to life? Of course it does. Of course it does. Of course it does. That, that's, that's a huge lie of this year. Why would advertisers, what do they spend for, what, seconds at the Super Bowl? How, what is it? Millions of dollars. Why did they do that, uh, to advertise a, a tie or a suit or cereal or what? Because they know they show you that image, people buy it. Otherwise, they wouldn't do it. Images, you know, are powerful. And, and you need to understand. Remember what I said, these are the gates to the mind. We talked about that last week. Your eyes, your ears, five senses, but your eyes and ears are the gates to what you think, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. The gates in the Bible was a place, if you control the gate, you control the city. Jesus said the gates of hell, I'll build my church, the gates of hell will not prevail. Lots set in the gate. Nehemiah said uh, the gates were burned with fire. Uh, I've seen the castles of Europe in different places in the Middle East, and the gate was always heavily fortified. They had overhangs where they could pour hot coals or water on you. They had where they could shoot arrows it, because the gate. Uh, uh, we use the term uh, women used. Mothers used to be called housekeepers. Doesn't mean you know she arranged cans or swept. That may, you know, but she was a keeper of the threshold. Uh, she would not allow things into the home. She would not allow certain people in the home. And so the gates, what you will always become, what you watch, what you hear. If you want to know who you are, just look at who you listen to. Dave. <clears throat> it's already been alluded to, but opening doors, you open doors that you have no idea where these pathways lead. I remember in, it was in fifth or sixth grade, had a cop come in and give a spiel about drugs and held, held up a bag of marijuana says, this will lead you to heroin and cocaine. And at 10 years old, for whatever reason, I didn't take it too seriously. But at age 19 and 20, here I am doing heroin and cocaine. And same thing with this young man. Somewhere he had to have opened doors, started walking down pathways that led him here. It's funny that his mother was interviewed and she yeah. wasn't surprised. Yeah, she said, yeah, you that, got the right guy. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting to me, too. I would like to know more about that. And one door leads to another door, yeah. and then to another door. And pretty soon, just like sin, you have no idea where it's going to take you down. The so, so I need a few scriptures. Romans 1, 21 and 22. Who will get that? Uh, George, uh, Fred, get for me uh, Ephesians 4, uh, 17 to 24, and we'll... Uh, We'll, uh, I want to see if I can get to that. Uh, someone else had their hand up in the back. George? Uh, so we're asking why the, what happened to the, in this young man's mind that he could go in indiscriminately, uh, killed a six-year-old child. This one woman was interesting. Uh, she escaped a massacre in Canada in a mall, and she was here, I think, celebrating her birthday, and she died. And uh, uh, But it was just... Um, 58 injured, um, uh, 12 or so dead. 
what happens up here? Neuroscience studying mental disorder. One, one uh, person said <coughs> he was probably studying mental disorder because he knew in his heart something was wrong with him. That's what a neuroscience uh, said. Go ahead. <coughs> it's like any other addictive behavior. I know you talked about, they talk about uh, pornography, for instance, okay? It always requires ever-increasing levels of stimulation to get the same kind of chemical turn-on in your mind that gives you the thrill that satisfies. Serial killers, same way. The first time they do it, they get away with it. And the second time they do it, get away with it. There's something that's triggered in their mind that, that you know, that that they need more of it to get the same effect. Um, the whole thing we talked about in children's church or Sunday school before about here in the Civil War, you know, guys were dying on the battlefield with five or six rounds in their, their muskets. World War I, they put silhouettes up so that the, the guys practicing could overcome that prohibition to kill people. And now with the video games, that constant input, it's violent, it's point and shoot, it's human characteristics that are portrayed. So there are people you don't know, and it's not real blood, but it triggers something in your mind that you have to kick it up to the next level to get the same level of satisfaction. Okay, let's look at Romans 1, 21 and 22. If they put that up on the overhead, please read, read that. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God nor were they thankful, but became futile in their thoughts. Think, think about this word, futile. Think, we're going to look at that. In their thoughts, okay. And their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made, uh, made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Okay, uh, go back, put up verse 21 again. Um, uh, it said it talks about a, a, a fruitile in their thoughts, and their hearts were darkened. What does that mean? Well, it's talking about sin. So, so what does sin do to the mind and the human personality? According to that verse. Go ahead. Corrupts it. Okay, corrupts your mind. What does that mean? Uh, it takes over uh, and has precedence over anything that would be uh, the opposite. Okay, Cor corrupt means uh, it is to de decay. It's like decay. cancer uh, breaks down. Uh, you, in other words, you now you can't think properly. Okay, let's look at Ephesians four, and uh, we'll get the same word again. Uh, uh, Seventeen. This I say therefore, and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their mind. Okay, here, frutility, here's this word again, of their mind. So what does that word mean? Talking about the mind. Paul? It says that it's un incapable of um, creating any usefulness or useful re result, pointless. Okay, it's an aimless mind. It's a, a vain mind. It's lost. It's wandering and added to the other text in darkness. Sin affects your mind. Sin is not just something you do. Sin is what you become. Sin is not just, uh, well, I'm, I'm going to do this. You be, uh, 
that's why they name you after your sin. If you sin, oh yeah, just a drugger, a doper. In my day, a dope fiend, you know, or yeah, hey, um, your sin begins to they they take away your name and give you the name of your sin because sin affects how you think, and so it creates a, a darkness. What does that mean? Ephesians four, read seventeen and eighteen. You want me to read 17 over again? Uh, 18. Okay. Having the understanding darkened. Okay, there it is again, see. Having their understanding or their mind darkened. Then it goes. Uh, Being alienated from the life of God through ignorance that is in men or is that is in them because of the blindness of the heart. Okay, let's stop. So we're talking now. We're talking about uh, something's happened to the mind, and it's dark, um, and it's blind. Something's happened up here. This man, something happened in his head. And what does that mean? What does it mean, darkness and blindness, when it comes to your mind? Paul? Kind of a, kind of a long explanation, but um, anytime I try and explain sin um you know like with with light or heat there's it's infinite it always goes that you know you can always get hotter always get brighter but darkness is an absence of light and something that um i've realized just in walking with god is you know you look at guys that are maybe child molesters or murders you know they didn't start out that way and just like george was saying somewhere it had to grow and 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 with darkness darkness doesn't necessarily grow it's your taking away godliness and so i think a lot of times is these people um you know whether it's this guy or you know some child molester is somewhere they were just slowly but surely putting useless thoughts in their mind that made had nothing to do with god and taking god out of okay what does that mean Uh, let's not talk about child molester let's talk about you and i what does that mean to you and i people here when we sin we what is sin sin is disobedience or sin is rebellion that's what sin is. It's basically disobedience. It's where you know to do good and do it not. That is sin. It's where, so what is this darkness or blindness? When we talk about our own personal life, Reuben? God is light, so when you're in God's presence or you're doing God's what does will, that mean? You're, in, you're in his, well, you're, walk, you're walking with your eyes open. Okay, what you does know? that mean? You're walking in darkness. You can't see where you're going, so somebody else is guiding what you're doing, and it, you don't know whether it's right or wrong. You're just going with it. You know what I mean? Okay. So in your light. John? Yeah, Pastor, I was going to say, I think this kind of falls in line with uh, being deceived or deception. It's like, okay. again, Eve in the garden, uh, she believed that if she ate of the fruit, there was going to be different results than what actually happened. I'm going to be like God. I'm going to be, you know, whatever, more knowledgeable, more powerful. And so she was not able to see. She was deceived. She was blinded. She's not able to see that she was actually going to be uh, scared, uh, running from God, hiding from God, uh, confused, and, and, and what have you. And so it's like when I first got saved, one of the things that I, you know, realized more than ever was how much of a sinner I actually was. You know, I, I wasn't a horrible person by standards of the world, but when I got saved, you always hear people say, it's like my eyes were open. And I was walking in blindness or in darkness where I couldn't see how bad I really was. Okay, so darkness says I'm not that bad. 
Uh, darkness is, uh, there's confusion. You're disorientated. Uh, you make resolutions and never keep them. I'm going to change. I'm going to be a better person. I'm going to quit this. I'm going to quit that. And so darkness um, is, uh, uh, it's like life, like they're all saying, you can't see reality. You can't see the consequence. If I do this, you know, uh, you know, I grew up the whole biker, the whole crazy and, you know, all the buried a lot of my old friends and stuff. But I can remember him, you know, you fast Eddie. He's in prison today. And he's never going to get caught. I'm smarter than that. He used to live with me. I'm smarter than that. We call him Fast Eddie. And, and he, he, darkness, he couldn't, uh, I'm going to beat the rap. Oh, I know so-and-so got busted. And they, I know, but, but I, uh, Jason, you wanted to say something? I was just saying, Tron is wanting to say when your understanding is darkened, you just get different conclusions to consequences. Um, like if you, like if you're out in the world and you go out and party and, and then do all kinds of things, your conclusion is you're going to have a good time. But when you're saved and living for God, you see the consequence of your life a month from now, years from now, the consequences of what you're going to, what's going to happen if you give yourself to sin. Okay, and, and, and what's blindness? Darkness and blindness. What, what's blindness? Same. You, you can't see. They're, they're, he said you're ignorant. Uh, you have no wisdom concerning life. So, so let's, let's uh, uh, Jason, let, let's bring that. So, so I hope no one here is a serial killer or something, but... but uh, uh, how does that, what about our own, own life? How can, we can be saved and there's areas of our life that are dark or blind. Areas, areas, and maturity. This is what change from glory to glory into his likeness and image. And the way you change is when you see, it's a revelation you see this area and say, wow, right? How many times you can be talking to someone and in three minutes you know their problem? They've lived with themselves 50 years and still don't know. It's called blind spots, right? And so how does that work up here? How can we do that? How can we, how can we think that I can go to heaven without being born again? How can we think, well, well, you know, every religion's okay. How can we think if I, if I beat my wife, I'm going to have a great marriage? Or if you're a wife and, and you, you got a, a mouth as big as this building, how do you think, you know? Or I don't have to tithe and give, and God's still going to bless me. I'm going to be all right. How can we think that? That, that's blindness and darkness wherever we rebel against God or disobey. And, and see, all of us, uh, no doubt everyone here, you have, we all have those. So what creates those? Uh, uh, Jason, you had your hand up. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say that darkness is more so the surrounding 
about, and then blindness is more within okay. uh, who you are. That's very good. That's true. So, so anybody want to add a uh, Keith? Pastor, you said something very interesting weeks ago. You said that uh, our brain absorbs and it's being fed. Um, yeah, your brain has an appetite. Your brain has appetite. That's why some of you are hooked on video games. You're hooked like a dog. You're hooked like a crack addict. True. Because it has an appetite. And the more you feed it in that arena, some of you sports, you know more about the NBA than you do about Jesus. No, I hope not. Praise the Lord. I'm just messing with you. Surely not. Go ahead. So, so what I was going to say is you, you were saying how could we uh, think that we can beat our wives and have a good marriage. It's, it, it, be honest with you, darkness has a support system. Being in the light has a support, a support system. We're so what's Christian. darkness's support system? So the support system is the world. I mean, you're going to feed okay, it. Okay, the world. Okay. And you're going to build your case, and it's going to begin to fabricate your emotions and your abilities around the darkness, around that. Uh, the word of God, we're saved. Uh, it begins to support us in our walk with God and showing us uh, how to be let out of darkness, showing us the open doors out of darkness, and then our emotions begin so to support So what's some of the that. darkness? Uh, I can't change. My whole family's this way. Everybody I know is like this. I grew up this way. My brothers, my aunts, my uncle, they, they're all like this. All the girls in my family, they get pregnant at 16. So what, I mean, and, and those, those, you know, and I understand everybody here, that's not you, but I'm just trying. And so uh, th- this is that support. I can't, we, it's up here. I, you, uh, there's no hope for me. This is what I'm always going to be. I, and, and so what happens is when you get born again, you get a new heart. And it's a miracle. Salvation is a miracle. It's not just religion. It's not just sitting here. There's people sitting all around you that incredible, incredible miracles of God. And, and that's the miracle of, of salvation. Old things pass away. All, and there's hope and there's a faith. And, and I can be changed. I can be set free. I don't have to be tomorrow what I am today. Eric, how much time we got? So it's going along with that, with that scripture, it said, said being alienated from the life of God, their minds being darkened. So the, the life of God, the truth is what, is what makes the darkness go away. When, when, when you're reading the Bible, you're in church and you're starting to hear these things, you start to see yourself. You start to have the life of God come back in and cause the darkness to go away. Um, this class I just went to for the job I work at the new company, um, a lot of it the class was about for the salesman, really. I don't know why we had to go, but um, they were saying that by age 21, most of your thinking and your mindsets are already set in life. And so by t- age 21, you're pretty much set how you're going to view all of life from then on. And so uh, that, that's what's powerful about being born again is you have to start over. You have to have your mind renewed. You have to get all the old stuff to, to go away or you'll never, you'll never change. You'll never become new. Because yeah, that life of God can't get in. Yeah, and, and the difficulty, we're back uh, to the synopsis, the, the, the trail. 
in your brain, there's an actual path that you've walked down. How you react, what, how you respond. I remember as a sinner, anything, any crisis, I just go get loaded. I go party. I don't care about jobs. I don't care if I drop a job in a second. And, and, and <laughs> you know, it's just a whole mindset. And, 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 and the longer you do that, though, the more difficult because it gets deeper, wider. Well, Raymond, and then Diego. Yeah, I know for me, uh, when I first uh, got saved, you know, it was an area. How long that, you been saved now? Uh, man, be a year on the 27th on Friday. Year. There it is Friday. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. But for me, it was um, when we think about darkness and light, you know, I would allow, allow light to shine on certain areas of my life, certain areas of my character that I felt comfortable changing. But it was, it, was, it was areas that I wouldn't allow God to have that full access in. And what that allowed me to do, what that put me in a situation to do, is it hit like the spiritual wall to where, you know, I was coming to church, I was praying, you know, I was reading the Bible, I'm at the service. But spiritually, I wasn't getting the impact that I was, I was, I was looking for. And it's because I, you know, I, I didn't allow the light to shine on you know, the areas of my life that, you know, I didn't want to deal with. You know, I just, I just kind of didn't want to change it because it was going to be what harder were they? to change. Come on. Oh, man, you know. Too personal? You know, it was, um, you know, my past, you know, dealing with um, how I, I, was, I always felt people was going to judge me uh, based upon my past. And that was my fear of opening up and really telling people exactly who I was before I got saved. Because, you, you know, you grow up, you come in this church, man, you got people that don't even watch TV. And, you know, they even grew up in this church. And I... Man, think about the here the little sin that they have. You just think about, oh, man, you know, I did that times thirty. Yeah. So I always felt like uh, people was uh, gonna judge me, and that made me uh, not feel comfortable to open up about things that I was I was battling with because of the fact that I've, I I feared, you know, it's a lie from hell, but I feared that um that you know people was gonna judge me, yeah. you know, based upon yeah. my past. Yeah, yeah. The outside's easier to change than the inside. I mean, you you can quit things, you know. You can quit things. Put things, but the inside, you know, prejudiced, right? Hate, jealousy. I'm reading this book, The Survivors Club, and it's interesting about people. And it said, self pity is deadly. This secular book said, self pity is deadly. That's a mindset. Deadly, it says. Self-pity is deadly. But, and so to change that, uh, and, and, and we've, we've got these internal uh, mindsets on how we deal with life uh, uh, and people, crisis. And, and, and I have to admit, we're seeing things today I never dreamed of. I remember as a kid, we didn't even lock our doors. We didn't have nothing to steal, but we didn't lock them anyway. And so, uh, Diego and then AJ. I just I want to say, um, just I really uh, thank God for this fellowship and the standards. Uh, because when I'm saved, um, God just instant, instantly saved me uh, and changed my mind. But for, from, from that point, just I, I need to start making decisions. You you preaching about... Uh, uh, um, uh, through all your stuff like magazines, uh, CDs, EI2, uh, 
I, I start make decisions and choices. Uh, I start apply the standards in my life, the TV, because I'm raised in a fantasy world, very, very hooked and uh, perversion and pornography. But I really, really thank God because I'm start making decisions, no more TV, no more movies. And I think, I think uh, because I apply those standards in my life, I'm safe uh, uh, 13 years, more than 13 years. And uh, I really, really thank God. I appreciate that because I'm thinking in my mind, probably one of those persons proclaimed the same Christian and just die in that night, and in that Friday night. And we, 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 we probably uh, uh, really uh, God save us, give us those standards from heaven. And uh, I'm just, when we go to conference, I tell my wife, we don't want to turn it off the TV because I don't like it. It's nasty. I don't like those movies. I don't like animal movies. I don't like nothing. Hey, uh, you're my kind of man. And <laughs> yeah, I said, my wife, you know what? When we, we, we before got married, she's uh, in Facebook. I tell, I don't like Facebook, so she cut it out the Facebook. We don't have internet. We don't have iPads. You know what? Just I think in my mind, just so Praise much wasting time and those things. And we can do more things for God. And just I really, really thank God for the standards of this fellowship. Praise God. Amen. Thank God. Why are these people all of a sudden biting people's cheeks and their neck? Why, why is that? Why are they out doing that? All the, all the vampire movies. All, I mean, it's not, not a big, big science. I mean, it not, not, doesn't take revelation. You are what you watch. You watch porno. What do you want to do? What do they say about every pedophile? They started out with porno. Every pedophile, they started out with porno. And, and also uh, about these, uh, 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 the word slips me, where they, they kill all the kids, uh, all of them, every one of them. Ted Bundy, they interviewed porno. Every one of them started porno. AJ, you wanted to say something, then we got to. I was just going to say something even in my own life, something just as simple as bearing the fruits of the Spirit, just as, just being kind. I mean, and I can say, okay, I need to be kinder. And <laughs> all I got to do is get on the freeway and... <laughs> And kind, I'm like, there just, goes kind. Huh? Just get, give them a break. Just let them over. They, yeah. you know, something yeah. as simple as being kind or giving compliments. And then you see somebody at work who is a sinner, and you think, man, the people are so kind and so nice. I'm like, God help me. But you can see that area of your life, and you start working on it. And then sometimes you just get frustrated, and you just say, man. I ever going to be kind? You know what I mean? And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just, it takes work. Yeah. You know, it takes work. I want to make a statement, and I, I got to close. Uh, uh, I want you to think, how, you, how do you react when, when people upset you? We'll talk about this next uh, Sunday. How do you react up here? What, what, what happens up here when someone upsets you? Or you're, they don't, uh, it's not fair, it's not right. They talk, uh, how, how do you react? What, what, how do you deal, see, with the difficult situations of life? That's the key. God bless you. We'll pick it up next week. Thank you. We thank you again for listening. Do you want to receive updates from our church in your inbox? 
make sure to sign up at our website, vvph.org. If this message has been a blessing to you, would you consider supporting our ministry with a generous donation? Please visit our website at vvph.org and scroll down to find the Give button at the bottom of the page. We would be so grateful for your support. Until next time, love God and love people. Oh,